0: Now to the
1: coming flu season. Seasonal flu is around the corner and it's coming in the midst of the pandemic. And that means it's more important than ever to get your shot and to do it as soon as possible. And the reason is that if you get sick, it could be hard to tell whether you have COVID-19 or whether you have seasonal flu. And also there is some evidence that a flu shot will actually help you if you do get COVID-19. So we are going to get to all of that. But one bit of good news that we reported first here that we broke a few weeks ago is that this year for the first time, pharmacists will be allowed to administer the high dose flu shots for people over 65 in addition to the regular flu vaccine. So this is a subject that always sparks a lot of conversation, a lot of questions, and we will be able to answer your questions today. So, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And now I'd like to welcome Rexall Pharmacist Joanna Wild. Hi Joanna. Hi Livy, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good to talk about the flu today. It's great to talk about the flu today. So, uh, first of all, uh, I think that uh, the the distribution is probably it's definitely starting, but it's it's kind of not everywhere. I I happened to go into my pharmacy yesterday to pick something up, and they said they were swamped with flu shots. And then I've heard from people who said uh, they've tried and and they can't get it yet. So, uh, what's the situation?
2: So the situation currently is kind of what you alluded to. We are receiving some distribution from the manufacturer now. However, the official start date of the vaccination period this year is on October 19th. So we expect to continue having trickles in of supply over that time frame.
1: Okay. And what are you telling people to do?
2: So currently, it's kind of a you can call around, you can check with your pharmacy at Rexall. We had a a reminder alert sent out when the pharmacy did receive it. But because we are receiving smaller supplies a little bit at a time, it's difficult to tell what the demand will be. Um, we do have an appointment-based platform this year. If you hop onto rexall.ca, you can make an appointment starting October 26th. The reason that we're waiting until October 26th is because that's when we can replenish our own stock and we can order freely and be pretty certain that we're going to have flu vaccine in stock for our patients. And I think that's going to be very similar across the board.
1: Okay, I'm talking to Joanna Wild of Rexall, and uh, they seem to be getting, and other people too, getting... The flu vaccine in stock a lot earlier than usual. Uh, but uh, it is, uh, as she was saying, a bit of a surprise to everybody who gets it, how much they're getting. So in terms of making an appointment there, you won't be able to uh, get an appointment before October 26th, but your pharmacist might have some. As I said, my local, uh, they seem to be surprised uh, they having a big demand for flu shots. Now, Joanna, we were saying yesterday there's been a little bit of evidence that getting your flu shot would actually help uh, in dealing with the pandemic. Can you explain that, please? Absolutely. And I think it's it's not necessarily
2: uh, meant to be taken as the flu shot will protect you from the coronavirus because the flu shot is aimed at, you know, what we can expect to see in terms of the influenza virus this year. But what we can do um, is, is lessen the load on the on the healthcare system. So this year they're calling it a twin demic. The reason for that is not only will we likely see, you know, the hospitalizations from COVID um, in some level as we have been, but you know, there's an added risk of will we see hospitalizations from the flu as well? And what will that look like? And how much can our healthcare system sort of maintain?
1: Well, there, there always is hospitalization and unfortunately death from the regular seasonal flu. Absolutely. Last year, um, the 2019 2020 season, we
2: saw 12,200 hospitalization and about 3,500 deaths
1: related to the flu.
2: So, you know, that is a risk. I'm not sure, Libby, did you read about what happened in Australia in the Southern Hemisphere? It was really, really interesting to see.
1: I, what I saw was that it was actually a milder and better flu season than previous because, because of the pandemic, people are taking better hygiene measures. They're washing their hands and, and wearing masks and, and everything that we're doing to prevent COVID-19 actually prevents the flu.
2: Exactly. So it spread very similarly, right, through respiratory droplets, um, through touching things and touching your face, or fo- what we call fomites, which are lay objects that um, the flu or COVID can stick to. So because the Australia flu season started in April, it started around the same time as the COVID lockdown and the pandemic, and everybody started staying home, practicing social distancing, washing their hands and wearing masks. That also actually helped to keep their flu numbers really low. So the actual figure that I read was absolutely staggering now understanding that this isn't the number of people that got the flu this is just the number of people that had you know severe enough flu to have a laboratory test in 2019 in Australia there were about 61,000 laboratory confirmed cases of the flu do you know what it was in
1: 2020? Mm, no I wouldn't even hazard a guess 107 Wow that's amazing yep. so huge it, it looks like what we're doing is
2: is helping us combat covid but it's also going to help us with the flu this year that doesn't mean you shouldn't get a flu shot but it does mean that we're on the right track.
1: Well, but but the the other part of it is and and tell me if I'm understanding this correctly that if you get a flu shot and it pre- prevents the seasonal flu it it's it's also lightens the load on your immune system because you know, conceivably, first of all, you could get both if you mm-hmm. don't get a flu shot. And uh, if if you don't get a flu shot, and you get the flu, it's going to weaken your immune system, again, in the event that you are exposed to COVID at some later point.
2: Absolutely. So and with the immune system, I like to think of the immune system as an army. So I have a certain number of soldiers. If I See the flu get the flu i haven't been vaccinated against the flu or the vaccine just didn't work properly for me my body's going to be busy all my soldiers are going to be busy trying to deal with the flu which can put you at risk of super infections or receiving you know contracting covid or another um, viral or bacterial infection so absolutely it seems to all be linked and We kind of need to make sure that we're giving our bodies the best chance that we can to fight off uh, any and all of those
1: communicative diseases. Mm -hmm. Now, what about the high dose? Uh, You know, uh, we heard from the government they've ordered more high dose. In previous years, there sometimes is an issue with how much high dose is received and when it's received. Are you expecting it uh, at the same time as the regular seasonal flu shot?
2: This is a little bit of a multi-part answer. Um, in theory, yes, absolutely. We're seeing in stores right now that we're receiving about 20% high dose versus the regular flu shot. Having said that, this year, because we are doing you know, high dose in pharmacy as well, um, and many people had it at their doctor's office last year, we're looking at kind of a supply and demand situation. So if you're looking at the National Advisory Committee on Immunization and their recommendation, it's, it's neither here nor there. Um, There has been a little bit of research that shows that it could be more effective, but the regular flu shot this year is what we call quadrivalent. So it covers four different strains, potential strains that we might see in the community of influenza at a lower level. The high dose only covers three strains, but it does have more of that, uh, the antigen, what your body's responding to.
1: Okay, so it's six of one.
2: So essentially what it is, is that they haven't done research to kind of compare one to the other. And the reason that we're looking at this is because if somebody is 65 and over and could get the high dose, but there is no supply, the NACI is not recommending to, to wait and try to find it because what amount of time then are they able to put themselves at risk for contracting the flu while they're waiting? They're both effective.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. A couple of weeks ago when we were talking about this, uh, I had some doctors on the show, including my doctor. and, And here's the thing. Doctors' offices are operating in a very limited way. They're doing most appointments virtually, and they're only having people come into the doctor's office for very specific things. And they don't want crowds of people there just to get flu shots. And in terms of, I have to check back with my doctor's office, but he was saying that they were thinking of setting up a tent, but the people in the neighborhood aren't thrilled about that. Uh, so uh, it's very interesting that, you know, if you got your high dose flu shot at your doctor's office, I'm not sure that that is going to be such a practical choice this year. Joanna?
2: Every every doctor's office is different, but you're right. We're seeing that a lot of doctors are trying to limit the amount of people there. Um, if they're able to do a phone consultation without you know decreasing the level of care, then that's something that you know, in the time of a pandemic, um, most would would act to do. We are at the pharmacy, of course, taking all of the necessary precautions. We're working closely with public health, and we're following CDC recommendations to make it as safe as possible for patients to come into our stores to get um, the flu vaccine, but in terms of availability and things, as we talked about, Libby, you know, maybe the doctor's offices has re- have received, it's really, you know, a game of, of finding out where.
1: Okay, well, I, I think Hope in Coburg. Hello. Hi, Hope. You already got your flu shot from your doctor, right? Yes, I had a scheduled appointment for Prevnar for pneumonia. Yep, that's and, also a good thing to get. And when I went there, I was going to ask about the
2: flu shot, and she had it waiting for me. Oh, one wow. In that's, one, arm wow. And one in the other arm.
1: That you know what? Uh, as they say, killing two birds with one stone. That sounds uh, you're you're good to go, as they I, say.
0: I, I you're very like lucky. nothing.
1: Everything's good. Yeah, but uh, again, um, everything is all over the map. Hope. Thanks for sharing that with us. Okay. Thank okay. you. Bye. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say that's that's pretty lucky.
2: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Really ahead of the curve. Uh huh. So, um, yeah, that's ahead of the curve, and uh, as you were as we were saying, again, it is really important this year, more important than it was in other years, joanna let's Let's talk a little bit more about that.
2: I do have something else to share that I think i th- I found really interesting. So we know that the flu vaccine is you know scientists getting together and looking at what's happening in the southern hemisphere and looking at the virus that is spreading in the community there and thinking, okay. Let's take our best educated guess on what this virus will look at like when it reaches us in the north. Now, the virus is smart, and it does change and alter itself to keep kind of getting around our immune system, and we call that mutation. You might have heard that word. Yep. So this year, because we just talked about that only 107 people in Australia got a laboratory result of positive for a flu season, because everybody is taking the precautions and staying away from each other. Now, if there's only 107 people... It doesn't give the virus a lot of opportunity to change. It doesn't have the chance really to mutate the way that it would in the past. So those educated guesses that we've made based on what's going on in other areas are looking like they might be very, very strong and very accurate this year.
1: That is really interesting. That's really interesting. So that normally when you look at what happened in in the other hemisphere you don't take into account the possible mutations then. Is that right?
2: It's it's taken into account. But it, again, it's an educated guess, right? We don't know how the virus will mutate, but less mutation will always give us a better chance at vaccinating and, and p- putting forth a really great vaccine towards or against what's what we're going to see in community here in Canada.
1: Hmm. That is really interesting. Uh, and, uh, again, 107 cases. I mean, one can only, uh, hope and keep our fingers crossed. Uh, what is your sense, you know, uh, the take-up for the vaccine in general, I know that that our Zoomer listeners are really pretty good about getting flu shots, but uh, in the general population, it's not necessarily that high, and not necessarily high enough for what they call herd immunity. That I, I think the numbers are usually what sixty, seventy percent. Last year, about
2: forty-two percent of
1: Canadians oh, no. got the flu shot.
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm way off. Yeah, I think it's the mentality as well, though, right? Because communicable diseases are not new, but, you know, it it hasn't ever been, you know, put in the media or followed this closely, and the public has never felt, I think, the need to urgently get educated on something so much. So, like I said, the flu, you know, passes on the same way that that COVID passes on through touching and, and, you know, sneezing and things like that, but I don't think it's something that has ever been forefront the way that it is now
1: hmm What are you expecting? Do you have any kind of projection or expectation for the take-up this year? I I would certainly imagine it's going to be more than
0: 42%.
2: I would hope so as well. And I, I don't have really a figure in mind, but I'm thinking that if, if anybody that can get a flu shot does, I think we're putting ourselves in the best possible position. Because remember, there are populations that can't get a flu vaccine. Those people that are, you know, severely, severely allergic to something in the flu vaccine or Children under six months of age, they rely on herd immunity to protect them from that
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean we've we 've heard of terrible cases of of tiny babies mm-hmm. being infected and getting very, very sick because uh, they were around people who were not vaccinated i mean there 's this this whole other layer of things you know we 're waiting for a vaccine for Covid and there's still all of this he, uh, vaccine hesitancy. What do you say to people who talk to you and, and have that kind of attitude?
2: And I think it's it's really person specific, right? You know, there are some people that have either had experiences in the past or heard of experiences in the past, you know, or um, have read research that you know maybe made the risk of getting a flu vaccine look a certain way. Um, but I would say you have a conversation with your doctor or your pharmacist. They're a wealth of information, and they'll be able to kind of walk you through your specific concerns. It's okay to be concerned, um, but I think if, if every single person that had that concern and, and did not go through with getting vaccinated had a conversation with someone um, like their pharmacist or doctor that is a subject matter expert, I think we could all kind of learn a little bit from each other, and we would learn a little bit about you know where those hesitancies come from as well.
1: Mm hmm. But so what do you say to people who approach you with that?
2: Sure. So the the NACI, the National Advisory for uh, Committee on Immunizations, do say that the flu vaccine is safe. There are certain instances where you'd want to chat with your doctor about getting it. um, But for the vast, vast majority of the population, it is safe. We do need to unfortunately keep getting a flu vaccine every year just because of that mutation that we talked about and the way that the virus changes. Um, But it, it is something that, you know, doesn't take a lot of time the symptoms the side effects of the vaccine after getting it are generally very very mild and it can protect you from you know really really bad consequences for people that are really high risk of the flu getting a flu vaccine will protect you from a heart attack similarly to quitting smoking or taking cholesterol pills
1: wow that's uh that's huge can you go over who is at highest risk for the flu Absolutely.
2: So those over 65, of course, as we grow older, our immune system um, can slow a bit. And we can see a lot of different medical conditions that, that people have that make them a little bit more susceptible. So those with, uh, you know, immune compromise disorders, heart disease, kidney disease, lung disease, um, women that are pregnant or breastfeeding uh, children, of course, um, because their immune system hasn't had time to really build up the way that it, uh, it could to take care of something like the flu.
1: Mhm. And uh again uh you know what's your message to the rest of people so I think that people who are immunocompromised or who are at higher risk you know they're probably saying yes I will get it but what about uh what's your message to the people who are are just fine but uh you know who would come into contact with high risk people.
2: Yeah so I think the flu shot even this year serves even more purposes than it has in the past. So, first of all, it will protect you and your family and those close to you, but you're also protecting the general public. For someone that is healthy with a strong immune system, if they do contract the flu, they might have very, very mild disease. It may barely affect their lives, but they will be a carrier and they can give that flu virus to others that it can, you know, even be fatal. This year, we're having an added bonus of, you know, preventing the flu with a flu vaccine. Could also potentially save resources for others that are getting sick um, with COVID or with really, really serious diseases.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's another aspect of the flu that I think we don't give enough attention to because, you know, we've mentioned that unfortunately people die of the flu mm-hmm. and people are hospitalized, but there are a lot of people, older people generally, who lose their independence. Mm-hmm. So they get the flu, and this is just seasonal flu, they get the flu, they end up being hospitalized, they lose mobility, and they can't go home again. They can't go home and take care of themselves again. And that type of a loss is huge. And it's huge, not only for the person that's affected, but for their family members who are going to have to step in or their friends. it's, It's something that we really don't talk about enough. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. And again, with the flu, you know, a lot of people look at it and think, well, you know, you'll get over it, it'll be okay. But for someone who's, you know, immune system is compromised and has a lot of different health conditions, it, it can be really detrimental to their way of life and their health. The flu doesn't kill you or it doesn't hurt you by just being in your body. It's it's the effect that your body has on itself while it's trying to fight off the flu. And and it can lead to organ damage and sometimes even death and those people that are losing parts of their lives for something that could potentially be avoided. I think that's the problem that I have with it. I think if we take every single precaution, if we're getting our flu vaccine and we are washing our hands and we are staying away from each other and wearing masks currently in the current landscape and somebody contracts it and it is detrimental, you know, we've done what we could have done, but in the case that the person isn't getting a vaccine or somebody visiting them isn't getting a vaccine, that's potentially avoidable. And I think that's the part that is, a little bit tougher to swallow.
1: Okay. Uh, Joanna, we are almost out of time. So uh, what would you like to leave us with? What would you like to reiterate before we wrap this up?
2: I think in a time of uncertainty um, that we're living in right now. So there's, there's a lot going on with COVID and now we're going to layer on influenza season. We need to count on what we can really control and the flu vaccine and taking those necessary precautions are what we can control as a population, as a community together. So I just want to say we will get through it together. Um, You will have an opportunity to get the flu vaccine. Please excuse us while we are trying to make sure that everybody has enough supply at the moment. It will open up in the coming weeks. Please let your pharmacist work through um, any hesitancies with you and answer any questions or concerns that you have.
1: Okay, uh, that is all the time we have and thank you so much Rexall pharmacist Joanna Wild for giving us all this very useful information. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Have a safe flu season. Thank you. And uh, remember, Free For All Friday is coming up tomorrow. You'll be able to talk about whatever happens to be on your mind and it's been a very busy week. And that's all the time we have for today.